It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Commanders receiver Jahan Dotson made a bold prediction for his second NFL season. And I got to tell you, I think he's right. That and more coming up right now on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into your Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can continue the conversation over on subtext by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter, at DHarrison82, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders, Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and out, out there to all the everydayers out there. I appreciate your continued support for the program. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to discuss our running back position preview since I missed it earlier this week. But first, we're going to start off today's episode with a bold prediction made by Washington Commanders receiver Jahan Dotson, who recently appeared on the Second Wind podcast. And if you are a reader of CommanderCountry.com, then you might have seen I wrote a little uh, post about this for the site. When asked about him and Terry McLaurin forming one of the top NFL receiving duos in the league, Jahan Dotson responded, quote, I think we ride at the top. This year, I feel like I got to come crazy. It's my breakout year. It's what I'm working hard for. I got to make them feel me, end quote. Now, what is a breakout season? And is Jahan Dotson in line for that said breakout season? And to a certain extent, breakout season can be kind of in the eye of the beholder, right? And some of it can be statistical and some of it's going to be, you know, impact on the team. And, and that's where a lot of these nuanced part of these conversations can come into. There really is no quote unquote defined metric for a breakout season, right? But I did a little bit of digging to some sites that people like to to go to. I actually found Pro Football Focus uh, did a little bit of a thing where they said that they consider a breakout receiver being a receiver who breaks into wide receiver one or wide receiver two categories uh, for the first time in their career. That would make them a top 24 receiver because in fan when we're talking about wide receiver one, wide receiver two, you're typically talking fantasy type of metrics, right? And in fantasy, uh, obviously, you know, a 12 team league is typically your max amount of, of teams in a league. So you're talking the top 24. And I think that's a good metric to go on. I mean, there's 32 receivers in the National Football League. So when you're talking about breakout season, talking about becoming kind of one of the better uh, receivers in the league, why not be top 24, top 25 at least uh, in that group? So I think top 24 is a good place to go to when we evaluate the statement by Jahan Dodson. This is going to be his breakout season. Uh, and Usually, and in addition to PFF's own definition, they actually even measured out a window for wide receivers, young wide receivers, to hit that wide receiver two level and that wide receiver one level. And according to their findings, wide receiver two levels were usually achieved in year two, which would be this season for John Dodson. So again, 
kind of matching up with the breakout season projection, uh, while wide receiver one production typically came in year three. Now, looking at the number wide receiver two rises, so players rising up to that wide receiver two threshold dipped in years three and four. The amount of them that that, that reached that metric dipped in years three and four of players' careers, but rose again a bit in years five and six and then had kind of a final peak in year seven where the, the, the receivers that hadn't had that breakout season yet hit that in year seven. But years eight through 12 dipped into the red, meaning that if you don't, if you don't hit that wide receiver two ceiling by the time you hit year eight, you're probably not going to hit it uh, at all in your NFL career. Wide receiver one rises. Uh, again, year three was typically uh, the year that most most of these players hit that peak, but dipped in year four and year five before year six. And then they kind of began to bottom out uh, there in year seven, year six and year five kind of being that second threshold. So if you don't hit it in year three, typically you're looking at year five or six before you hit that wide receiver one uh, threshold. Now, if you're not a wide receiver two by year two, the next most likely spot a player will get there is year seven. Then And then years five and six come in third, most likely. Uh, for a receiver. If you're not a wide receiver one by year three, then year five is typically your next best shot followed by year six. And I think those those gaps are kind of telling. They're interesting. And I wonder this this study didn't really give uh, the metrics for this kind of thing. But I kind of wonder how much of that is players not reaching that mark. So then another player is brought in either via free agency or the NFL draft to assume that role or to assume that elevation uh, for a period of time. And then the initial player you're talking about kind of moves on to a new situation or new opportunity. So just say, you know, for argument's sake, John Dotson doesn't hit wide receiver two numbers this year, doesn't hit wide receiver one numbers next year, year four. If that's, if that's the case, then year four of John Dotson's career, you could arguably see the Washington commanders either bring in a new rookie to try to elevate to that level or sign a free agent or make a trade for a guy uh, to add to Terry McLaurin. And in which case Jahan's role would kind of get diminished just automatically and then the end of his rookie contract, year five or year six, maybe he gets that second opportunity with another team. And that's where we see that second kind of peak, uh, if that makes sense. So I think it's interesting. And that's kind of how you see the dynamics go. So uh, year five and six for wide receiver one breakouts, end of the rookie deal, year five, six, seven, and same for wide receiver two deals. So this year, st- statistically speaking, speaking of averages, uh, this is indeed Dotson's most likely year to become a wide receiver too. Not the last opportunity he'll have to do it, but the most likely season we see a young receiver become that wide receiver to breakthrough into the top 24 uh, in the NFL is right now. And of course, you would have to be ranked somewhere between number 13 and number 24. Now, last year, his rookie season, Jahan Dotson ranked among all NFL receivers 70th in targets with 61, 77th in receptions with 35, 63rd in yards with 523, 12th in touchdowns with seven, and 127th in catch percentage with 57.4. Now, of course, Jahan Dotson also missed five games due to hamstring injury and then had that kind of three-game ramp-up period where he was playing, but he wasn't real quite up to uh, full speed. So that certainly explains some of those numbers. Now, to hit the 24th mark, right, last year's 24th player in targets and receptions was Miami Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddle, who had 117 targets, 75 catches, that's 6.9 targets per game, 4.4 receptions per game, and Jalen Waddle did play all 17 regular season games. 24th in yards last season, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts with 925 yards, 57.8 per game, 16 games played by Michael Pittman Jr. So, again, that's kind of the benchmark that you're aiming for if you're Jahan Dotson uh, to be 24th or better. Touchdowns, Cooper Cup was the 24th highest uh, in touchdowns with six. He only played nine games 
Of course, Dotson had seven, so he's already top 24 in touchdowns. And then catch percentage, Chris Godwin was 24th with 73.2, almost uh, about 15% higher uh, than what what John Dotson had. Now, of course, catch percentage is not just on the receiver, right? Some of that obviously has to do with the quarterback, and hopefully the commanders have a better quarterback situation this season. So you look at those numbers, and if you look at that as kind of a benchmark for this season as well, to have a breakout season, John Dotson's going to need, and you know, again, breakout, become top 24 in the league, is going to need about seven targets per game. He was getting five per game in 2022. He's going to need five catches per game. He got 2.9 per game last year, 58 yards per game. He got 43.6 last year, six or more touchdowns. He had seven, 73.2% catch percentage. Again, we can compare the catch percentages, but offensive system, schemes, usage, quarterback, that's all going to play a factor in there. So if you look at it, I mean, you know, the the biggest gaps here are the the about three catches more per game than he needed. Uh, and that three catches more per game, you have 43 yards, about a 12-yard deficiency there. Uh, that probably eats that up. And then, of course, you got to stay healthy. If you can't stay healthy, then you can't uh, get put up the production, right? So what I wanted to look at, though, was when Jahan Dotson was healthy in 2022. So those first four games, he got injured in the Cowboys game, but I went ahead and counted the Cowboys game as well, and then the last five games of the NFL season. So in those nine games, Jahan Dotson averaged 6.2 targets per game, which is much closer to the seven he's going to need this year. 3.1 receptions, which is still two receptions shy, but a little bit better than the 2.9 he had for the season. 55.1 yards, which is only three yards shy of the benchmark he needs. Had, again, seven touchdowns, and his catch rate, his catch percentage was 60.8%, uh, so about a 13% increase needed there. But again, quarterback play schemes, all that stuff, going to play into that. So really, when you look at Dotson's healthy numbers, really not that far off from that top 24 metric uh, ability for, for, for NFL wide receivers. So could he certainly hit that number this year? Absolutely. Of course, he's going to want to hit that and do even better. But I do have to believe that while Jahan Dotson says this is his breakout season, I believe it could be his breakout season. And certainly, I think the numbers support that if he's healthy and he can stay healthy, which we've kind of discussed every day, as you'll remember, the interview we, we had with him during the uh, the youth camp that he attended or that he was a part of, uh, he talked about adding some more weight so that his body is better prepared for the NFL season. Of course, we're going to talk more about Dotson in our next position group review because the receivers are up after this one. But we're going to talk today about running back. So that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets whether you win or you lose. The Washington Nationals are visiting the Philadelphia Phillies on Friday, and given the state of each team, it's not likely that Washington is going to win. But if you made the right bet on that game, then you you could win some cash for yourself. And even if you lose, you'll get 10 times your money back in the form of free bets up to $200. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly, and I can verify that. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for bringing a lot of talk to your first listen or view today. Every day, every day. Make sure you come back here. We've got another episode dropping for you. This week before the weekend, and it looks like I will be having to head out of town again this weekend. Um, so depending on how everything goes down, may or may not have a Monday episode, but bare minimum, we will have at least four episodes next week. Uh, and then if I have to make this trip, should be the last one. So we'll be looking to get back to five uh, the following week. More to follow on that. Hitting our second position preview group ahead of training camp, ahead of training camp. It's time to look at the Washington Commanders running back. And of course, the Washington Commanders running back depth chart. For the uh, for the group currently looks like this: Brad Robinson Jr. Uh, at the top, Antonio Gibson, really more of a one A one B type of scenario with those two. Jonathan Williams, I'm going to kind of pencil in as the third running back right now, but Chris Rodriguez Jr., uh, the rookie out of Kentucky, the fourth back, certainly uh, has the 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 potential to take over that third spot and potentially even will take over that third spot. Jared Patterson bringing up the rear with uh, the fifth spot there. Now, first things. First, we got to look back at 2022, kind of see where these running backs are coming from. Brian Robinson Jr. in 2022, the sixth running back drafted in the 2022 NFL draft. There were no backs selected in the first round, three in the second round, and three in the third round. Robinson was the third and final uh, running back selected in the third round and, of course, the upper half of the NFL draft. And in the rookie class, as the sixth running back selected, he finished fourth in carries with 205, fifth in rushing yards with 797, sixth in rushing touchdowns with two, ninth in receptions with nine, sixth in receiving yards with 60, second in receiving touchdowns with one, tied for with a lot of people for second with one, uh, all while 13th in games played with nine starts uh, total. So, uh, you know, he, he played 13 games uh, or 13th in his start. He played 12 games, 13th among rookies, uh, yet he finished top 10 in every single rookie running back statistical category had the second best rookie running back grade uh, according to pff that according to some research that zach selby did for his end of year uh, synopsis of the group antonio gibson meanwhile again 1a or 1b however you want to chart it out 15 games played six starts 149 carries was second most on the team 546 rushing yards second most on the team third rushing in third three rushing touchdowns was the most rushing touchdowns on the team he also added 46 receptions the most receptions uh, among the running back group, 353 receiving yards, again, the most among running backs, and two receiving touchdowns, again, the most among running backs. And according to same senior writer Zach Selby for the Commanders, uh, his receiving grade was the second best in the NFL behind San Francisco's own Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty good uh, company to be in when you're talking about being a receiving back. Uh, veteran Jonathan Williams played 13 games last year at two starts, 37 carries, third most among the running backs, 152 rushing yards, also third most. Uh, no touchdowns for him. Seven receptions was fourth most among running backs, 40 catches, fourth most as well, and zero touchdowns there. Jared Patterson played in three games, had no starts, 17 carries, was the fifth most on the depth chart, 78 rushing yards, also fifth, no touchdowns, no receptions. Patterson got one target in the season. And then 
Of course, Chris Rodriguez, the rookie this year, played eight games last year for the Kentucky Wildcats. He missed the first four games of the regular season due to a suspension, and then he decided to sit out the team's bowl game to get ready for the NFL draft. Uh, during his last season with the Kentucky Wildcats, had 175 carries, 904 rushing yards, six touchdowns, five receptions, 41 receiving yards, no receiving touchdowns, all while missing five games total. Again, four in the beginning due to his suspension uh, and one at the end sitting out to get ready uh, for the NFL draft. An interesting note that Zach Selby dropped uh, at commanders.com at the end of last season. The commanders were 21st in rushing before week five. And if you remember, that's when Brian Robinson made his debut from week five to week 18. However, the team rose nine spots in rushing yard rankings in the, in the NFL and also went seven, four and one in that stretch. So, while we don't all love the idea of this team running 66% of the time, it is very clear, uh, at least from last season's version, that when this team is running the ball effectively and consistently, they certainly uh, can run off some wins. So that's kind of where we're coming from. Now let's look at where we're going, and let's take a look at what the commander's running back group looks like from the national lens, starting off with Pro Football Focus, who ranks the group as 27th in the National Football League. I have a feeling that a lot of you out there don't agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Either there's certainly some groups uh, that I would rank this team ahead of. Uh, turning to ESPN, they have this group ranked 21st. That's a little bit more like it. I still think this team should be more towards the 16, 17 range to start the season. And I think they have the ability to rise up into the top 12 uh, or so during the season, depending on how the O line comes together and how these guys uh, develop during the course of the season and training camp. But 21st is not a bad place uh, to start. Of course, that ranking is the entire weapons rankings, right? So it's a wide receiver and running back and tight end group. So it's not just running backs. Uh, but ESPN did say about the running backs in Washington, quote, running back is a place for possible growth. But now with Antonio Gibson, who has grown less efficient as a runner across his three NFL campaigns. The good news is Gibson's fumble woes faded into memory after he coughed the ball up six times in 2021. His best role is still likely as a third down back and his possible new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy installs the college wideout in the Jarek McKinnon spot in Washington's offense, end quote. And that Jarek McKinnon position uh, has been something that we've talked about multiple times on this program. I've kind of ventured speculation that Curtis Samuel slash Antonio Gibson can fill that spot here. ESPN projects Antonio Gibson alone to potentially uh, fill that spot. So that's ESPN. Uh, USA Today is just grading the running backs, has them 25th. So again, a little too low. For my liking, but hey, if you're looking at the national media, you should be used to by now the national media not having really high expectations for the Washington Commanders. Now, looking at the NFC East division, this is where I come in with my personal rankings, uh, my NFC East running back group rankings. I do have the Philadelphia Eagles first overall in the NFC East with, East with DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, but it's close. I will tell you right now, it's very, very close. But for me, the Washington Commanders are second in the NFC East with Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. And then Chris Rodriguez, I do project Chris Rodriguez to become that third running back. The problem is he's a rookie, so it's kind of hard to carry a whole lot of weight with him. But AG, I think what we saw last year is just the tip of the iceberg on what he can do from a dynamic standpoint. Brian Robinson Jr., again, uh, healthy and, and working through. I think we're going to see a better version of him. And I do think this offensive line is going to be impressed. Uh, really, I have the Eagles, I have the Commanders. Very, very close neck and neck, but Rashad Penny and that somewhat veteran experience kind of trumps Chris Rodriguez uh, in this situation. Third, I've got the New York Giants. I mean, Saquon Barkley is a big question mark at the time of this recording. Is he going to be around? Is he not going to be around behind him? You've got Matt Breida and rookie Eric Gray. You know what I mean? Matt Breida, I'll take Antonio Gibson, Kenneth Gainwell over him as a number two back any day. 
Eric Gray, just like Chris Rodriguez is a rookie. So I'm not giving any stock there. And Saquon Barkley, I mean, if you, if Saquon Barkley is fully committed, maybe that jumps the Giants number two just by himself. Cause I think when he is healthy and on the field, he is arguably one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best running back in the league. But with all those question marks, I can't help but put New York uh, down a peg until they get that figured out. The Dallas Cowboys obviously are going to come in fourth in my book. Tony Pollard, I like him, but you know I don't know how much I can rely on him as a number one guy, especially when you consider his backups are Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn. Not a whole lot of confidence in there, not a whole lot of reason to be confident there. So to me, the Dallas Cowboys have the fourth best, worst uh, running back room in the NFC East. So that is our national outlook, my local outlook. All that's left now is the fantasy outlook for these running backs. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fantasy football futures for the Washington Commanders running back room. And of course, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr., really the only two fantasy relevant running backs on this team as of right now. Uh, you know, if that ever changes, we'll definitely re readjust it. But right now, we're looking at fantasy football futures uh, thanks to some popular sites out here. Uh, and look, when I'm talking about these guys, uh, I'm talking about half PPR leagues. I'm talking about 40 out of 48 running backs is typically. In a 12-team league, you're each drafting at least four running backs, so that gives you 48 options uh, out there. So that's as far as I kind of dove into it. In 2022, according to Fantasy Pros, Antonio Gibson finished the season as RB31, while Brian Brian Robinson finished RB41. Uh, And again, this is half-point PPR, so those receptions matter uh, just as much as yards and, and sometimes touchdowns do, right? So starting with Fantasy Pros, looking at the 2023 fantasy outlook for these players, these commanders running backs, they have Brian Robinson in tier five as running back 31. And they've got Robinson coming off the board after Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, but before James Cook of the Buffalo Bills. They have Antonio Gibson not too far behind Brian Robinson. Again, tier five. This one, this time running back 36. So five spots after Brian Robinson. He's coming off the board after Rashad Penny of the Philadelphia Eagles, who is their second or third back. So maybe even their third back, which is interesting to me. And before Jamal Williams of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, who I think is going to be kind of a 1A type of, of back to Alvin Kamara. Looking at the fantasy footballers, if you're not familiar with them, you should check them out. Good guys, funny guys, uh, and very, very intuitive. They've got Antonio Gibson ranked higher than Brian Robinson Jr. So I think, again, your your, your past recept- reception uh, impact is coming into play here. They have Antonio Gibson as running back 25. So very, very near RB2 uh, standpoint or uh, uh, territory here. They've got him coming off the board after Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but before Samaj Piran of the Denver Broncos. Brian Robinson is RB35, so 10 spots further than Antonio Gibson coming off the board after James Cook here of the Buffalo Bills. So the footballers have B-Rob after James Cook, while Fantasy Pros has him right before James Cook. Uh, but either way, in that ballpark and before Jarek McKinnon, speak of the devil, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Finally, we look at the Athletic. They've got Brian Robinson ranked as their RB28. 
coming off the board after DeAndre Swift of the Philadelphia Eagles, but before Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears. And they've got Antonio Gibson as RB40, uh, clearly the lowest ranking uh, of all these fantasy experts after Damian Harris of the Buffalo Bills, which I would take Antonio Gibson before Damian Harris in every draft uh, and before Devin Singletary of the Houston Texans. Now, I did a fantasy pro mock draft uh, and where both these guys came off the board. Brian Robinson came off the board in the eighth round with the sixth pick, so about midway through the eighth round. So if you want him, early eighth round, late seventh round is where you're going to target him, depending on where you are in your draft. Antonio Gibson came off the board, ninth round, eighth pick. So again, end of eighth round, early ninth round, depending on where you're in or where you're picking in your draft is where you're going to want these guys. So that is our running back position group outlook. Of course, we started the show talking about Jahan Dotson and his bold prediction, which I think sounds very feasible, especially if he stays healthy coming up tomorrow we'll have another episode to round out the week here at locked on commanders in the meantime if you've got questions or comments just throw them into the youtube comments hit me on twitter or email me at locked on commanders at gmail.com or you can send them directly to me via subtext as always i want to thank you for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day every dares thank you once again for coming through on a consistent basis like you do and remember you can continue the conversation with me over at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders thank you so much for making me a part of your day part of your routine if you have anything else washington commanders related you want to know or you want to discuss make sure you also follow me on twitter at d harrison 82 until we speak again please be safe be kind and i'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.